Welcome back to Doc Talk. Hope you enjoyed the first episode with Kevin Nakata. We now have part two where we talk about bay fishing, the fishing community, MPAs, and much more. I'm also really excited about bay fishing now. Okay. I never really used to be a bay guy. Um, since what I make these for? I know. I was. That's why I'm looking at this. This with a three eight ounce or half ounce war baits is just killer. It's a it's a watermelon red flake uh, fluke. Do you got a name for this guy? No. It's- like I said, I, I just pour them for myself. Man. Yeah, this thing is just a spotty jelly bean. That's what I would call it. Right? <laughs> mm, yeah. So I'm just, I just get, I don't know. I've, I've changed my perspective of fishing now that I, I only fish artificials, by the way. I took my live tape, my, my live well, my skipjack, my 25. Mm-hmm. No more, no more live bait. No more bait. So I, that. I'm right. looking to get me. a 17-foot center console to fish the bays. Okay. Because I love fishing the bays in my kayaks. Uh-huh. I love spotty fishing. What are you going to get? Uh, you know, looking at either the, the Mako 17cc. Oh, you're going new. Uh, yeah, well, I'm still in the market. What about Whaler? I would love a There's whaler. so many on the market right now. Is there really? It's a, good pro- it's, a, it, it's a little high, in my opinion. I think you should you know, Every, wait. Everything's high right now. Yeah. Everything I think you should wait a little bit. I think it's going to come down. But uh, I, I think that there's definitely your boat on the market right now. I what what I really want is something that I can fish the bays and still get to La Jolla with. That's a whaler. Seventeen foot Montauk is that's it. That's see, I, with I would a fifty love, horse. Love that's yeah. what I would love to have. Yeah. And then if you get really wild with it, you could put like a Minn Kota that you have like a disconnecting uh, um, tra- um, mount for. Right. Right. But that's getting wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, that that's with kind of my locking, plan. You know. Yeah. That's 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 my plan and. Uh, yeah, hopefully in the next few months. I'm looking. No, I think you'll you you be surprised. The, the longer the winter goes on, the better. Right. Summer hits and you're toast, man. You're oh, going to be pretty penny. Oh, I know, I know. But you'll have seizures by then. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, this just fishing, man, has just changed in my perspective so much in the last three months. I've just had more fun. Well, okay, so you talk about fishing change and and bay fishing. It's been. But the last five years, people—I mean—it's all about spotties. And before it was nobody ever fished spotties. I wouldn't say nobody, but there was like not as much attention. Correct. Because yes. because because the culture was different. Um, it was a light bait. It was yeah. a three-inch swim bait and a quarter-ounce roundhead. Yep. And um, the dynamic behind the 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 spotty community has tremendously upgraded since then yes, even for a 14 inch fish right that's like an average i would say for most people is like a illegal or sublegal the 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 community has really uh become a core of core value to uh, to me to savage gear i really and to war baits i mean like it's a mission fishing co all these people because there's there is people that really care about this this fishery, right? Really undervalued, and well, I it, think that's it, important that people get catered to. It's funny because you know, people they'll go fish spot for spotties in San Diego Bay, right? And you know how many other species you can pull out of San Diego Bay? Halibut. That's just a big one right there. Sand bass out of the plenty. Bass. Yeah, uh, sculpin. I mean, mackerel. Just pick one that's barely. I mean, it's there. More people probably fish the pier for mackerel than anyone else. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So, it, it's at just, least on a regular basis. The, the bay fishing scene has gone off the hook. 
It's good. It is real it's good. It's healthy for our industry. Yes, it is. And as long as people foster that and ex- and make sure that they're taken care of with products that they're that these guys value, that's what we need to do. Yep. So, you know, that's that's my program is I've focused very much on this on the spotty community with Roman. Give give him credit. Like he brought me him and I were simultaneously I would say like uh in a position where we needed to be busier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, Roman's a great guy and uh, Roman Castro. Yeah. Roman Castro. And when, uh, the whole COVID thing hit, when, when I'll say he stepped up and he started that whole fishy hour thing. Yep. Oh yeah. It, it's, it brought the community together even more at that point. I, and, I, and I think the people that really cared about it, Yes. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think the people that didn't really necessarily, you know, have a impression to to give um, the community value. Definitely didn't give it a follow or didn't follow it, but that's fine. Like it was, he really went out of his way to try to do something with the lack of fish, the lack of communication in the in the in the community. Oh, He's yeah. got Discord. Like who's done a Discord with between the community? Yeah, now, exactly. You know? So he's bringing technology in, and he's and he's definitely growing his brand i think that people value his honesty a lot and and honestly he's a very humble person he's got a great personality he just gets excited um it's all this stuff is like you know he's got the ability to be a friendly face rather than rather than a um an anchor i would say like he's not He's not just like the guy that's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna only fish this and blah blah blah. Like <laughs> right. he's like, what do you gotta fish, dude? Like, let's see. So the the one thing that uh, that I enjoyed watching out of his YouTube channel is when he takes his kid fishing and puts them on the same kayak that he's on. Yeah, turns, back seat, turns them backwards on the back. Fi- yeah, fishing off the back, and I mean, what more of a better way to see or to get people involved when you can see a father and son out there fishing yep, together, together on the not on the not on the land but on the water and then not just that but also you know people don't give credit where credit should be because fishing is kind of i still feel like a lot of people think old school about fishing but fishing coming up is very different um Mm -hmm. if you're an investor you think like this like you should think forward right you should think 10 decades or two decades out versus one year Mm -hmm. the next generation is not going to care so much about in my opinion not going to care so much about a um, personal interaction like you and i and and darren have and i think people are going to care more about a social side on the media on um on a platform like discord more so than being with each other which is sad but it's the truth right and YouTube fosters a bit of this connection between the next generation and the old generation that people don't see. It's happening whether you acknowledge it or not. And you need to be able to have people like Roman make the connection, the jump between generational change. And he's doing that. Like it's it's amazing how he's accomplishing it. I I definitely have an appreciation for it because I've seen more young people get involved with someone like that versus someone that's like
you know, old school. I, I really expect people to start to gravitate to a community based off digital networks. Mm-hmm. And it's, unfortunately, it's the truth. I wish people would still be personable. I think they will be, but the but just being realistic, the the digital age is here. Fostering something along that line is a lot better off than just neglecting it. Yeah, and I, I think you kind of hit on something that's kind of important where coming up, you know, the younger ones, the Groms and all that stuff, they've got a much different approach. And to us, to an extent, we're, we're still young. <laughs> Are we? Dang. Um, I would say. Um, 30s. Sub 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my, my, um, my girlfriend's uh, uh, son mm-hmm. calls me old. Oh, he's 11. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 30, 32. I have to, yeah, 32. Calls me old. Wow, I'm 31. Oh, dude, you're, you're old. <laughs> your, your wife's son hasn't met me yet. Yeah. <laughs> 47. See, but he would call you ancient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I was going to say, there's a word for that. <laughs> yeah, um, you're like, you're like to him, probably George Washington at this yeah. point. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but it's, it's getting there, you know. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We, but, we are in denial, man. Chris, uh, you and I are in denial, bro. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Just embrace it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think you know, going back to the youth and all that stuff, they've got a different approach, you know, especially with when it comes to bass or, or something like that, where they're not really going to harvest; they're going for the sport. They're going because they love to do it. It's a totally different mentality from. Um, you know, not to pick on the old school ways, but you know, there's some guys out there that just want to go out and kill and harvest and all that for better or for worse. But I think there's a lot of, um, I guess, interest on their level to where they want to learn rather than to go kill. Now, I think that we're missing, a, a, there is a, there is a fine balance between these two. Mm-hmm. If you, if just, just, just the fishing, uh, the past uh we'll use the world record bass for a perfect example there are two lakes that actually had the world record bass come out of the lakes was in montgomery georgia if i'm not mistaken looked it up really quick fact <laughs> check me um and then be lake b japan was funny the first um you know george perry who caught the world initial world record 22-4 his lake was definitely fished and they harvested a lot. And that, that is correct. Twenty two four. Yeah, I know that. Georgia. But George per- Georgia? Lake yeah. Montgomery? Uh, Montgomery Lake, something like that. Well, yeah, Lake Montgomery. Okay, so look at you. Yeah. Oh I, I this is what I grew up doing was <laughs> listening looking at this stuff. I basically have a library of bass master books that they the collection they had when they were when you're a lifetime member. Anyways, um those two lakes have something very interesting, and they harvest a lot. Biwa, you can't catch and I think you have to catch and keep, kill your bass, because it's there's a um, it's an invasive species because they have uh, native catfish that move in and around the rice fields. This is in Japan. That's the last, the latest uh, um, uh, world record twenty two five was t- it's actually tied, but that was Lake Biwa. Also correct. Biwa Lake, Japan. You, you bring up bass fishing in Japan. Now, that is something that has taken off in, what, the last five, six years? No, no. That's probably where most of the hype originated. 
Really? Yeah, that's where you have some serious... Like, it's been I mean, around for decades, probably almost half a century. Because there's a few Japanese guys that are on the tour out here but in they, America, but right? But they came... They had to come here because there's just not enough to, ability to have a tour over there. Right. They have, like, the few lakes that actually host... Be able to host a big enough, large, bar, bar, large enough body of water to host it, you know? So, but when, when I and say there's more some, money over here, we're the biggest consumers in the world. Right, but when I say that they've come here to... Uh, be on the tour. I mean, these guys are talking not only, not, Yes, not only competing with the best, but are some of the best. They are. They've won Bassmaster Classics. Yes. Takahiro Mori was one of the first Japanese guys to win. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there's guys that have made a living doing that, but they had to come to a place that actually afforded them the ability to make money doing it. Yeah, there's a big market too. If you on eBay, I've seen it a lot of people buying reels that are only available in Japan. That can't get here. That the is JDM stuff. But that's a whole nother part of the, the underground. Yeah, the underground portion. Yeah. That yeah. is always going to be there. And it might grow because people care about hard to get things. It's a rarity issue. Yes. It's a commodity. It's like gold. If you have less gold, gold prices go up. Right. If you have less of a bait that's made, the bait prices go up if they're good and right. they hold value. So reels, the same thing. If you've got limited editions and all this other stuff. Yeah. So. It's that's always going to be around. It'll never go away. But I do think there's merit to things that do catch fish that are of a less value. If that makes any sense, right? Yeah. A, le a less dollar value. I don't think um, a less catching value. There's plenty of lures that catch fish, but definitely affordability is an issue right now for people getting into it that really want to try. Um, people probably should fish a lure less expensive. If they're trying to get into a technique versus more expensive, if they're trying right. to get into it, like a swim baits, for example, a guy's buying a five hundred. Uh, I think I think Hinkle trouts are going for like eight hundred dollars or something right now for one lure. It's insane. Oh my gosh! Imagine a guy who's just getting into the business or into the the technique and he's heard about like this Hinkle trout, Hinkle trout, Hinkle trout, right? And they go, yeah, and they find it on eBay it's eight hundred dollars and like, dang, I heard a lot about this lure and they buy it and they never use it. Yeah, because you're gonna get it's it stuck shame, on a man. log and lose it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that guy would be pants down in an instant, dude. Oh, swimming, yeah. swimming, swimming. <laughs> yep, yep. diving twenty feet if he had to. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that way with some of my surface irons. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a hundred dollar yeah. lure. Maybe <laughs> one. You know, maybe we should do a surface uh, surface iron underground. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would. There'd be. There's a lot of stuff out there too. Yeah. You could really dynamite on. Yes, so. there is. Yeah, but that that'll always be around. It only it probably only getting more extreme with the amount of hype that's around it and more people that want to get involved with it. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's great for American made manufacturers. I really do. I think it's amazing that it's happening because there's so much opportunity if you make a killer lure. Like there's there's probably ten different lure companies alone that have come up in the last five years that have never been around that have made a name because they're catering to a totally. Uh, a select few people that care about that kind of lure and it works right and they catch fish but they make sure their name gets out there and they brand themselves well and i think it's great like people should try to make as much money as you can in the fishing industry because we should we we should be valuing that like yeah people should love that opportunity because it gives more people and in, in the incentive to be involved in a community and join cca yeah, <laughs> exactly. Spend some of that money on a membership, you know, <laughs> tax write-off. That's a great lead-in. <laughs> yeah. So you are part of the CCA Cal State Board. 
Lifetime member. Lifetime member as well. Still paying on my lifetime membership. There you yep, go. Yep. I'm a lifetime member as well. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of you're you're pretty passionate about CCA in California and what we're kind of all about. I, I think that I don't do us enough, to be honest with you, and I wish I could do more. And I and I think that CCA is so imperative to the future that if we didn't have CCA it's not just, I'm not just trying to say something. I'm trying to tell you something like mm-hmm. you, you've got to get involved in CCA and you have to do something. You just can't be a, you just can't be a member mm-hmm. at least attend a meeting or two with your chapter. You know, it's, it's really important. People understand the value of what that means. So you're not, you're not just supporting it for paying off a lobbyist or whatever it may be, a lawyer or getting your attention out there. It, it's, it's not, not you're not, not trying, trying to, it, that's not, that's not what it should well, be about. That, that's what got me involved in CCA was when they put out the, uh, the Facebook deal. They're looking to start a chapter here in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. And here I am, I'm a board member of the Inland Empire. I think that's amazing. There's we, a lot of people got, here too. There mm-hmm. is. Uh, I wish we, we, we could get more involved. The board we have now is, is full of great people. Um, and they're, our board, we, we got a lot of doers in our board, a lot of go-getters that have helped out. I mean, we we still had, what, four or five meetings, and then COVID hit. Mm. Yeah. You know, and then we went did yeah. the online thing, and we just had our first banquet back in... Uh, October. October. Yeah. And... It was great. It, it, for our first banquet, I think we did pretty damn good. I think people don't understand the value of being a CCA member when you're a freshwater fisherman. So I value mm-hmm. I, I think that Inland Empire is even more important than most people think because yep. more people should value freshwater. It is a very hot topic in the in the um uh you know in Sacramento. I, I think reservoirs always are gonna get most yeah. of the attention and you should try to protect so, them as much as possible as a fishery. Our first quarterly meeting was a combination freshwater saltwater deal. We did a, a trout seminar and a and a tuna seminar. I, a trout fishermen should be really on this because their stocks so have gone way down. I mean we're talking a fraction of what they used to be. Yep. Five hundred pounds is like the average dump by a DFW or That's CDFW. nothing. No, it's nothing. It used to be fifteen hundred was like a small one. You could put five hundred pounds in the Sierras and never see it. Uh, it probably gets eaten. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it feeds the fish I, f- I fish after, which is the important, <laughs> great. But like, dang, right. man, let's up it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And and um and and plenty of money comes from fishing licenses. I feel like supports that. That oh. you know, it, it really should be a really hot topic with the C the CCA members that are active should be discussing freshwater concerns now because it's only going to get worse as freshwater becomes more valuable. You're hundred percent right. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think with we're coming around, we're only almost seven years old now in California alone. Mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. started in 2015. That's right. But you know, I think it, as we grow North, those freshwater issues are going to become super apparent. They already are. Yep. But I think, you know, Primarily being a saltwater organization as CCA normally is, I think there's a little bit of room to grow, but that's not really my call. A lot, yeah. And I think that it's a that the as long as you make sure everyone's on the same page with the same messaging, mm-hmm. shouldn't be a question. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a saltwater or freshwater person. You're still at risk for AB thirty thirty. 
Yeah. It doesn't sure. matter. Oh, it, even outside the hunting community, the, right. or outside the fishing community, the hunting community is on the board too with the AB3030. They're going to lose a lot of land. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> housing communities, I mean, people that are big money are probably worried too. I'm talking yeah. to everyone. So I yep. was going to say it's going to affect almost every sector. So I, there's a podcast that I listen to once in a while. And it, it's an outdoor deal, hunting, fishing deal. And I think it's because from the, I think it varies from state to state on how people look at it. Because he's from, this guy's from Montana. And he's. What's the name of his pretty, podcast? You don't mind. Can't throw a shout out? Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Uh, Meat Eater Podcast. Oh, Meat Eater. Okay. okay. Yeah. Steven Ronella. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a, a an episode that touched on 3030 for a little bit. And he actually said it was a good thing. Really? Yeah, and and I think it varies from state to state on how the states are ran. It's worrisome. It is worrisome um, because we all know here in California we have the uh, MLPAs. Yep. And for us in California, AB thirty thirty is MLPA two point plus some because it's going to go after public lands, hunting oh. lands, and everything else. I was going to say we've lived through it before twenty years ago in yeah. California. Well, well, okay, but, but since you're really educated on this, Chris, isn't AB 3030 already established by the MLPA initiative? So if you look at it that way, their, their goal, for those of you who don't know, their goal is to protect, quote-unquote, 30% of all land, water, and ocean by 2030 in California. Now, if you count in all of the current MPAs, the Marine Protected Areas, all of the seamounts, all of the you know national parks and all that stuff, we're already way above 30%. We're kind of in the 40% range. So if that's the case, if that's already protected, which it is, you've already hit the mark. You're already past 30%. This is kind of part of a uh, larger goal that is set out that no one's really talking about it. They want to do 50% by 2050. Whoa. This is just the I first I did not know stage. that. Yes. They're trying to get to 30%. And when you count all of the MPA networks and all that stuff, it already accumulates, I don't know the exact number, but it already accumulates 50% of all the fishable water in California, the MPA network. Just put it in its perspective, though, right? Wait, fishable, fishable water. Right, fishable. Fishable. Which is essentially public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me put this in its perspective for some people. I know we talk, yeah, some people talk about poaching. But if you go and fish one of these pieces of water that's public, private, or public but closed, you're a poacher. That's crazy to think about that some places that we fish right now, if it gets closed down and you fish it, you're going to be labeled as a poacher. Yes. That's a problem. Big yeah. problem. And I mean, uh, what that's if not good. What if you're the weekend warrior that, you know, yeah, you fish the bays or whatever, then you buy a boat and you go out and you don't know where the MLPAs are or ML- MPAs and... Which is a lot of people. Yeah. Probably half the fishing community. Probably. If not more. Maybe more. And you get caught in one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're 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 poaching. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. If AB 3030 would have gone through back in 2020, you would have said goodbye. Not only, you know, La Jolla is pretty much already picked over by the MPAs. You would have said goodbye from basically there all the way down Point Loma, all around the point, and all the way up the coast, too. It pretty much it wipes That's out all nuts. Yeah, the MPA network. That's all our fishing water. 
Yeah. That's all the inshore water. All, it, all mm-hmm. inshore. A little tiny slice mm-hmm. of what is actually there as far as fishability. Yep. Yeah. And it's still ongoing. We're not out of the woods uh, by any means. But what take, what is it going to take to get out of the woods? Like, what is it going to take? Well, so right now, the CNRA, the California Nation, National Resources Agency, has webinars that is up on, other, on the CCA Cal website where you can actually go and look. Now, the big, the big wild card right now is that the MPA, when they established them back in 2000, I think, or, or whenever they established them 20 years ago, they're supposed to be having a decadal review that's coming out this year. The, to my knowledge, the CNRA and all the agencies have said that they're not going to address the ocean part of it until that decadal review comes out on the MPAs. And when, when is that going to happen, potentially? Later this year. So we're waiting... Everyone's kind of on the... <laughs> but it's so, so crazy that they're doing this because we're already having tier four issues that all the focus is, is put on right now. Exactly. Yeah. We're, yep. I mean, we're going through so much stuff in the little amount of time. There's hard focus. It's hard to focus on one thing. That's a whole other issue, the carb issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. I mean, it's... All a, happening at the same time. Yep. Exactly. That's nuts. That's strategic, and unfortunately. That's, and that's pretty much why CCA so, and SAC need to, need to exist. Mm-hmm. So with this whole tier four thing, you, I don't know how much you know about diesel motors. Well, I've heard enough to, to understand. And I was on the phone call to know that there was people calling in companies that were calling <laughs> in trying to pitch their product over the phone. Well, Crazy dude. Well, when it comes to tier four and boats, that's technology that doesn't even exist yet. Well, it does to, um, I won't even mention the brand name, I but they were there on the call. Of course yeah. they it were. It was so lame. I knew this was just so, a pitch for product selling. I, I come Ridiculous. from my, I come from a family business of truck drivers. Uh-huh. Uh, my parents owned a trucking company. My brother owns one. I've owned one and it's insane. They, they probably had to re, um, to basically repower their vehicles twice now. Right. Oh yeah, and, and now least. and now they're you got to go buy new. Now you got to buy a new truck. No, yep, because every time oh you gosh. every time you upgrade, so the first upgrade was good till twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Then you had to put on a filter. Now that goes away in twenty twenty three, I believe. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's twenty twenty three. Filters are no longer accepted. You have to have something with a def system on it. Whoa. So. So no now, repower. It's just we're talking a whole new deal. Yeah, a whole new deal. Because the old whole new rig. The old 3406B model Caterpillar motor can't handle the def because it doesn't burn hot enough. That's the problem now that I'm going to see with boats is that the motors burn hotter than what they used to. And now if it goes through a regen cycle... That motor's burning over 200 degrees, 250 degrees. That's 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 not safe on the water. No, look yeah. look, look. I mean, we're gonna have another. Uh, what was the diving boat? Yeah, that uh, one over conception. In... the conception problem. Yeah, yeah. you know it, it's. Well, you kind of look at the news every now and then. You kind of see a burnt up freaking. Uh, oh yeah, burnt up motor. There, there were times where I I never slept in a truck stop because. I was afraid the truck next to me was going to burn down, catch mine on fire. Wow. Or vice versa. So the realistic thing, though, like how is any uh, – what's the recommendation for a community to come together and like make this – make awareness or like how does, how does someone do their due diligence to make sure they do their best at communicating they're not happy with this? 
So basically what we're, like I said, the deck reviews coming out. Ultimately, there's going to be opportunities for the webinars, for the public comment periods. I know we just had one for the CARB deal back in November. Um, you know, ultimately, when you have groups like CCA, like SAC, the Sport Fishing Association of California, go join them. Mm -hmm. Become a member. Make sure you're in the loop. Because ultimately, every month, we send out a newsletter saying, hey, these are the issues. These are the outstanding issues. And in February, when the, you know, the legislature is in session right now, basically introducing a whole bunch of the bills and all that stuff, exactly how AB 3030 came about, where we get pretty much, we basically monitor all of those bills, making sure, hey, are these okay? What bills affect us? What bills don't? And then ultimately, that's when our strategy for the whole rest of the year comes out. So when, to answer your question, the best way to do it Join CCA, become a member, become a lifetime member. Ultimately, what we've kind of resorted to the last year or so is nobody wants to get into advocacy work for the love of it. It's just the reality of it is. So basically go to our events, attend all our events, become a member. And so we, our phrase is we do the hard work so you can go fishing. Right. And that's, that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to do right now i we we've got a huge or a great great asset in wayne our our leader our fearless wayne Coto. wayne Coto, the executive director for huge CCA. asset mm -hmm. huge asset he's the guy along with our lobbyists along with our state board and chris rechadera oh thank you <laughs> the ad yeah. another huge asset that's it yeah yeah um, but but as far as like okay now i shook my head at you I roll my eyes, actually. I know. <laughs> I roll my eyes at you because I go, man, okay, you're telling me to just get involved, but, like, man, I'm about to get in the streets. Mm -hmm. Trying, It's almost time to put, right. pick, like, signs up. Mm -hmm. How? So how, how, do we, how do we make the sport fishing fleet exempt from carb? How, how do we... That's the fight we need to look at. And, 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 and is it... Because public, public commenting, in my opinion, has failed... Mm -hmm. 10 years now in a row correct mm -hmm. with, starting with the mlpa initiative because i was there and it sucked mm -hmm. really bad it was on c-span dude and they still didn't even get enough attention mm -hmm. how does the community because we don't even get c-span anymore we don't get anything we don't mm -hmm. get any publicity out of these out of these initiatives that come out that are against fishing that are pro um uh I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. I can't even I don't even know what their the whole thing is. Pro outdoors. Pro, I mean No, no, they're they're against it. Anti outdoors? Oh no. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Pro uh, uh, salvation of the land. I don't know. <laughs> land salvation? I don't know. Anyways, I think that honestly we're getting to a point where they're not hearing us. They're mm -hmm. not just they're decidingly uh, ignoring yeah, they're, the, they're the turning voice. a blind eye. They're just not even listening to it. Because when I mm -hmm. listen to these public comments over the webinar, I'm telling you it's 90% no. I don't want this to happen. Yeah. 90% at least. And then the science that comes up, the scientists that try to bring in the science behind it have the same science. They haven't done any other studies but one that is flawed. And it really bugs me because there's no scientists for our side. Mm -hmm. Nope, none whatsoever. So what is it going to take, Chris, to get this changed? Like we can't – 10 years of this thing happening and only getting worse, when thing I'm meaning um, not 
pro sport fishing, not mm -hmm. fishing. How do we change this now? Because it's we're already down 2022. Yeah. We need to make a change soon. So the way that, in my opinion, the way that we change it, it's the, the way that politics works, sadly, nowadays, is what are you going to do for me? Cashing in favors and all that. The way that that kind of applies to us in a way to where we basically need those connections. We need those members that have connections because everyone knows someone. Everyone knows a friend of a friend who's best friends with mm -hmm. the state assembly member or whatnot. We need those connections. We need to cash those in now. So if you're listening to this right now, if you know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody or whatnot, we need, we need those political connections. They the need way, to contact you or Wayne, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so you should tell people how to get in contact <laughs> with you. How do people they, get in contact with you? Basically, how you get in contact with us is go to ccacalifornia.org. It's very simple. You hit the contact us button. There's a, there's a uh, submission form there. Or our, our phone numbers, our email addresses are right on our website. Just give it to them right now. Our, my, my email address is chrisa at ccacalifornia.org. All right. Send me an email. Send I'll, an email. Yep, exactly. If you know somebody that knows somebody or if you know someone directly, we need those connections. Rick absolutely. Scott was a great connection, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we need to work on Melissa Melendez. She's the – she's from – she's a senator. She's from my part of the town. I wrote her a letter from the first go around from the uh, AB 3030 and I'll find it that's in my closet there. She wrote back saying that she was not for it. She'll do anything she can to get it voted. Down, and she did. She voted against it. Beautiful. Great. So I don't know. Thank if, you, Melissa. How it works. Yes. If we can get her voted back in. So <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely vote it back in, but we need to get her on our, maybe get her at one of our, uh, so th this deals, kind of one so, of our meetings or whatever, you know. So that's a good point. This kind of brings up a, a something that we've been kind of working on the last year, where for years and years and years, friends of Rollo have have has existed, and what do they do? They take kids fishing. Right. right. Ultimately, what we did last year is we had four kids trips with SAC via friends of Rollo, and ultimately we used those opportunities because not only you know it's a good thing taking kids fishing, and we can talk about that all day long. Right. Ultimately, the way that we use that is we got those state legislators. We got the mayor of San Diego down to the Dolphin out of Fisherman's Landing to go not go with us, but basically go send the kids off. All those memories. We do a lot of good things in the fishing industry for the industry and for the community. Toys for well. tots. Toys for tots. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we were just talking about that in December, how we just held a toy drive and also our friends at Cast and Crank held this huge toy drive who, I mean, I can't even remember how many toys. It was they, a lot. They did pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They did real good. And they got news coverage from it. Good right. for them. Right. That's awesome. And it, that's just down here. Yeah. I'm sure all up and down the coast, there's a lot of this opportunity. A lot of people have been doing it for years. But mm -hmm. you're right. We The fishing community gives back a lot. Mm -hmm. And they're way more um, avid and excited about doing it because they want to spread the sport. They want to make sure that there's a future. But how do you, how do you, how do you take that... And you go and, and you you know basically advocate for better fishing opportunities. You get involved. That's mm -hmm. the bottom line. Yeah. You have to make sure that you get support from especially your assembly members. It sounds like, mm -hmm. and um, 
what about up in Sacramento? Like, it, who do we get there? Like, we got to get out. We got to get, get up there. Should we be up there on at, at the State Hall or whatever it is? The What is that thing? The big building? The Capitol oh, building? The Capitol building. Yeah, we got to be up there. Yeah. Fishing would, in forest, man. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Uh, you know, luckily with our connections down here and all that, we're actually starting to make a lot of inroads in Sacramento um, via the lobbyist and also through other mediums like podcasts and all that stuff where we're actually starting to get a following up there in Good. Sacramento. And, you know, our strength is really in numbers. Yeah. The more we grow our membership, the more we grow, not to mention nationally too. There's 140,000 CCA members in the U.S. Occupy the capital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. When's the next AB3 AB meeting? Yeah. Let's do it. I'll be there. Oh, man. When does that come back up? The Do we know? The AB thirty thirty. When's that? Uh... So it's technically not AB thirty thirty anymore. It's a executive order. Correct. By, right. Um, our wonderful governor, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> <Newsom>. um, <laughs> ultimately, like I said, really, what it comes down to is this decadal review by for the MPAs. Once that comes out, they reevaluate. They kind the, of. That's a survey. The surveys, you mean? They're, they're going to do so, it, though. So Well, they've been doing it for years. Now we're no. waiting for the results to come out. That's the review. Well, who's the, who's the, who's the scientist and who's the um, – what organization, foundation were they part of? I wish I could We need you. to know that. Yeah. We need to know the person, the, the, who did it, the people that did the study, mm-hmm. and the foundation that was responsible for that. Well, the good news before is they come, – Before they go and do the, the numbers. We didn't know that. The, the good news is, though, is, you know, I know, I'm not sure if you've been a part of the uh, the tagging trips, the collection right. trips. Is that part of it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's all part Wonderful. of it. So, that Because that, that was fishermen going to do the study, helping to do the studies. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I don't think they, the fishermen got involved until, I don't know, maybe a handful of years ago or so. Mm-hmm. But it's a, good, it's a good thing that we were involved because yes. before then, no offense to the scientists, but they were sending out scientists to go fishing. What do you think that skill set is? <laughs> Nothing. There, there are some good scientists that fish. Absolutely. Chuggy Scooch, Owen Snodgrass, yeah. and some other guys. Yeah. But like, man, like. But those are scientists that are on our side. I'm they sure are. they were not yeah, the yeah. scientists They've that were out there fishing. Those guys have done amazing studies, by the way, it's, that really took the time it, exactly. to care about the resource. So. And I'm sure that those weren't the scientists that were out there doing this one. Mm, yeah, I'd love to find out more. Yeah, so, same here. Sent, yeah. We, you should have an it's, article about that on CCA's website. Yeah, that'd be really well, nice to know. It's basically part of the, uh, it's the it's called the CCFRP program. You can go to ccfrp.org. That's the whole program, and what they do is they tag fish, I believe as far as Moss Landing, mm-hmm. all the way down to San Diego. That's a lot of distance. Yeah, yeah. So, but does th- it cover Calcod closure areas? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but basically, what they do. So- Go ahead. No, go ahead. What, what they do is basically tag fish both inside and outside the MPAs. I've only been a part of the ones up in Santa Barbara and in Channel Islands. But, I mean, for most part, you get to go fishing for free inside the MPAs. That's pretty That's pretty badass. And, you know, not to mention you get a couple great photos out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he brought up the cow cod. Mm-hmm. Hasn't it been proven that the cow cod has made a sustainable Resurgence. Re- resurgence. They've been since. rebuilt by 70 years ahead of schedule. Okay, Seven so zero. 70 years. Why do we still have the MPAs? Well, why do we have cow closed areas? That's one of the... 
Yeah. Why isn't open it to re- why isn't it open to recreational? Exactly. That's one of our yeah. seventy years before. That's wild. Yeah. So how, how did that how was that found out though? Uh, through research, as far as I know. Deep but, dropping. Yeah. So but, so that tells me one thing: if it's come back seventy years prior to what they thought, what do these scientists really know? Well, they need to know lots. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> because I mean, if they figured it was going to take seventy years plus for that species to come back and it come back way before they don't know what they're talking about on how these things breed well can i just say something about money (laughs) that's all you need to say that's all you need to say is money money (laughs) Money. so so like a science experiment or a study doesn't doesn't if it's not going to be a hundred year study it doesn't make as much money correct you are correct so the scientists lose a job they don't get that. They don't get that. Um, Should have done their job better. Uh, well, <laughs> if they did, they wouldn't have as much money. So we'll see. I mean, like, I'm not trying to. I'm. I think you should have a scientist come on this podcast. That's actually a good call. I think you should have a real a, a pro um con like a like a pro ABA AB thirty thirty guy. Me, let come me in. let me contact my brother in law. No, he's, he's, is he a scientist though? Well, no, but he'll he'll, he'll, he'll know one. Oh, he'll know one. He'll, okay, he'll know good. that, or Perfect. or a decent biologist. For Not to shoot you. Not to shoot you in the in the back. No, there. no, no, no. <laughs> or or a decent. I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> or or you know a, a decent uh, bi- uh, marine biologist that might have the the question. I don't know. I think you should have a really amazing episode. Would be to have a guy that's pro AB thirty thirty scientist and one that's done studies against AB thirty three. I do. I'd bitching. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was. <laughs> 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 I think. I think if you had the two in this room together, yeah. or in, or not in this room, or any other room, or anywhere, are they you would willing be, to be in on that same? I podcast? will not. I will listen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have the provocative questions. I'm the listener. Well, well no, point. you're yeah. you're right, but I mean, you yeah, him, you and him, you and Chris could easily ask as many. They won't need the questions. Is my point. Mm-hmm. They right. they will go off right. on their own so far so deep, they will have numbers. You should let them roll with whatever punches they're gonna throw. Just let it's just the that is like Muhammad Ali and and uh, Tyson if they could meet up together in the same yep. prime. Yep. Yep. I would love to see that Muhammad they, Ali and Frazier right but there. But I'm gonna say Muhammad Ali is the, the pro or the against AB33. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm all Muhammad here, man. So. Man. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I would. That we need would, to find two. We that, need to find the two. That That's would be call. the. That would be one of the most interesting conversations. Would you like to be a fly on the wall? I would love to be a fly on the wall. Okay, I would. Be, so if you have a live here. audience, there would be many people there. So you'll be here yeah. for that. I podcast. think you should consider having a uh, an event. Yeah, I was gonna say we can make this. I we, think we you should make that. it an open event an open a, mic event not no do no? not oh. there will be too many seal people there <laughs> we know andrea no <laughs> please no uh, we don't need that but we need to have an open viewing event like we need to both, have so both, both, sides. both sides can be there and to hear what these people have to say and have a fair conversation and then just shut up and listen like you don't need to have a glass door or something for pete's sake like don't open this up you have a a mic coming out and not like mm-hmm. yelling in the background because right. it'll get riot. It will be it'll be nasty. It'd probably be best to do it on like a Zoom deal. Maybe I think yeah. you should definitely have an open viewing platform of somehow. Be- I-, I think it's very important 
to hear clearly from both sides. And yeah, I, I, think, I agree. I think, it, and maybe it is behind closed doors at first because I think it could get very heated. Oh, so it, it yeah. would get real heated. Yeah. And you and I would have to sit back and just be bipartisan. But we, we <laughs> and both, listen to these two go off on hard. They need to have a very good background to make them credible. Yes. They can't just be some random guy. They have to be like, this okay, is so, my study that I've so done. So who, who is the scientist that the state is using to go forward with this AB 3030? we got to find that we'll out. Find yeah. that this out. this yep. man yep. can yeah. dig deep. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, honestly, for every study this comes out, we should always question the scientists. We should yeah. always, always see what On both doing. sides. Both sides. To make it fair. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, exactly. and there should be studies that have a committee behind them, too. That's the whole definition of science is constantly questioning yep. the results. There should be a committee for mm -hmm. science, um, ex uh, just to oversight committee. Mm -hmm. There's just like you know Congress has for investigations they have. They should have the same thing done for research and to be able to question um, funding. They should have uh, questions about the duration of the study, placement of the study. They should have a lot of feedback on this. And there should be a committee for that. And a lot of it should be assigned for our side, should be assigned by CCA, 110%. I agree. That was quite the uh, the rabbit hole we did. Yes, it was. It's good because not many <laughs> but, people cover it. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. We would have never found that rabbit hole if Kevin wasn't here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I like to ask a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should. Because mm -hmm. it's 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 important to feel like you don't know anything, and to still and to still know or to still learn more. Well, I'm always learning. Yeah, That's the way I see it. Perfect. Yeah. That's a good fisherman right there. Yeah, always learning. Yeah, way to tie it back in to fishing. Mm -hmm. Well, Kevin, it's been real, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Absolutely. I know we're running low on time there, but. Anything else you want to talk about before uh, before we head off? Uh, man, I can't wait till a podcast on Cedros Island. Oh. I'm looking so forward to that. The oh, one man. that we're gonna we're gonna do on the island. On the island, it's gonna be epic. Mm -hmm. I think because uh, it'll be everybody involved, and there will be video. Yes, yeah. I will have cameras there. I'll have cameras there. I think it's gonna be insane. This this year, man, <laughs> we could make that whole <laughs> trip a podcast. Yeah, we could. <laughs> That would be crazy wouldn't awesome, it? actually. Wouldn't it? We need every match. night. We need do like an hour or forty-five minute review of Maybe how the day a, went. And a little bit on the water. Oh wow, that's actually a good call. New yeah, one? No, 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 no. On the water? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 There's a line. <laughs> there is a line. That is it. No, we gotta do straight up. Maybe like a fifteen a sec a segment like. Yeah. 10 to a, a lunch break, yeah. a lunch, a pee break, man. Yeah, like so, you can't so. do that. Yeah. We're going to be trying to catch big fish the whole time. So Heck yeah. I was going to say, let the video do its magic while we fish. Someone, some, uh, there will always be something magical to be captured well, there. I'll be, I'll be bringing Absolutely. the cameras on the boat just for the YouTube stuff. So yeah. So you have a channel. Why don't you have your plug? Because I haven't really put anything up on it yet, except for one lame ass video. Okay, well, we, we can help with that. <laughs> yeah, so I just haven't, uh, since I did that, put that one up, I haven't. Understandable. I'm with you. To do with it, I no. have the same problem because it's time. a lot of time. Yeah. It is yeah. a lot of time. Although and, I have a bunch of video recorded from our previous. 
Now you have to put it up, dude. You've already plugged it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now you're forced so to edit. I, I'm like halfway through Careful editing all saying. of it, and now I've got to go through and edit it and put it Darren, up. Darren, it's too late. Yep. It's unrecoverable. They're expecting <laughs> a YouTube, YouTube video to be pumped out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Good. No, it's going to be awesome. And uh, thanks for coming on. I, I'm, I'm so happy I'm here. Yeah. So. Kevin, I, how do we find you? Uh, just the basic way right now is fishing underscore rep on Instagram. I'm really focused in on that. One day, very soon, I'm going to open it up to YouTube again. I was there on the first forefront of it, but like 2010, but it was a lot of time. So yeah. Yeah. I needed a, I'm so happy where I've gone, and I'm not afraid to redo it again. Uh, it does take a lot of time, but now I'm doing an independent thing, and I'm really expecting this to be my uh, a very long-term commitment on my end. So... I, at least I hope I make good sales. So go out there and go to your local shops. That's how you can see me. I will be at a local shop near you at some point. Go to a local tackle shop. Ask for the brands that I'm repping. Nice. If they're not in there, or go and grab some. And I think we should do another one. And hopefully I get invited back. But I think I should do another one of like literally delivering better ways of fishing these things. Because I, I, I tell you, I tell you, I fish them, but like, if you don't follow my Instagram, you won't. You, you can see how I do it, but th- mm-hmm. I want to tell you how I do it next Perfect. time. Perfect. Maybe we can do that one on Cedros also. Oh, you'll see it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's that'll be that's great. That's what I'm saying. That'll be great. <laughs> so we got to move one of your trip, another trip. Got to have another trip in May. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. If oh, you can man. fill a spot, you should try. Just that's saying. The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of good fishing there when no one's fishing. Yeah, and I just looked up on the Cedros website, Cedros Island Charters, uh, or fishing charters, and they still have trips available. They well, still have spots. They they have to hurry because mm-hmm. uh, Romans claimed four in a week. Four, four trips. Yes, four trips. Four trips. We so did two, and he's doing four. Four on his first runs. Right, he's ready. Two back more to back. Trips. He's doing five and four back to back. So he's doing two rounds of that. Oh, I see. Yes, so he's basically... Four. Yes, four. I'm going to call Roman later. Yeah, Yeah, you should talk to him (laughs) about it. I I honestly... And and a lot of it has to do with me pushing him to do it, but I... Here's my thing, just really quick. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we're short on time, but I've had a great time. Anyways, (laughs) you can go and you can go now and you'll be in the great... the, The part of the fishery that's never been better... But who knows how long it's going to be like this because it's a political thing. It's true. It is very political how good this fishing is yes. because it's been closed to a lot of people. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about it because it should be going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so, go, don't talk. Exactly. I think it's a fishery that people should go and explore right now because they have the capability. It's so easy. In the future, I don't know. So I'm taking full advantage of it. I've like, got two friends that I fish with that I've begged and begged to go on one of our trips that we have coming up this year mm-hmm. they just want to chase bluefin that's their problem exactly <laughs> i i mean i've i've satiated my need for that so i'm good i yeah i if i catch a bluefin again cool right i i've seen it i've been it I, i've caught a popper fi- a mini popper fish right. some on bass gear and other gear and whatever but and flying fish and yummy fish and but the, skipping the, fish and these you know, are also the same, and, same guys that will only fish live bait and not fish the plastic or plastic or some kind of artificial. Yeah. yeah, it says a lot about their character. Ooh. <laughs> Good thing right? there's no name dropping. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, I I've come to love the artificial bait because it, it 
you, anyone can fish live bait. Most most everyone. Yeah. There's still bad live bait fishermen. There there are, but it's just a whole different. It's a next uh, next level up. It is step up. It it's you feel a part of a very small crowd, oh, and yeah. that's what's but awesome. Then, but then when you catch one on something that you've made, that's even better. Even better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or and, modify. And that or modify and. That's what I will push people. If you like to fish, figure out how to modify one or make your own bait because there's nothing more satisfying than catching. Bring a 12 inch. I'm going to bring an 18 inch. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Bring a rod for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three pounds later. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I will definitely bring a 12 inch. Cool. You'd be surprised. Plastic. You'll be impressed. I shouldn't say surprised. Poured plastic. Your plastic. Yes. You need a rep for that? No, <laughs> I don't sell them. I just make them for myself. <laughs> I'm not into the whole bait sales game. I get it. It's, uh, I think to do it and, and to use it for yourself, there's a satisfaction there. Uh, I think there's two, there's not enough juice for the squeeze mm. for one person doing it in their garage. Hand pouring. Yeah. Some, some people have a passion for that, though. No, you're right. But my passion is making it for myself. And I appreciate and catch, that. And catching it myself. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Which is great. But for me to... Until people want it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But to literally hand pour... Yeah. You know, a hot ha- melted plastic. And to have enough to make... Uh, Enough to and go through sale. three microwaves in a year. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and keep the inventory to sell. Right, I'd have to quit my day job. Yeah, well, that's a lot of people do that, and 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 they and, they, and yeah. it's it's very it's a very hard industry to make a living. Just yeah. saying, oh, I yeah. give a lot of cred to people that do that. Yep. A lot of people really so, work hard. Uh, our buddy Steve Ricard, he he was selling baits for the longest time under the name uh, Tug of War, mm-hmm. and. He just got to the point to where he couldn't deal with the people of the shop people, no store people. No, hey, give me a couple of baits. Oh, I'll, I'll shout you out. The on gimme people, the yeah. freebies. Give me a couple of baits. I'll yeah, shout you out on Instagram. No, yeah, you know that's what it all comes down to. There has to be, and and I'm. Can I? How long do we have? Can I give like <laughs> ten more minutes? You can go as long <laughs> as you want because this is already going to be a two parter. Okay, great. We're so at, we're at two hours right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Social media has had, for sure, its very bad taste and its very good taste in the fishing industry. I will say that people need to be a bit more conscious. Not, I'm not going to tell anybody names, but be more conscious of how your value is seen. Yes. You need to really understand what you're saying when you say something. Come to the table with some good information and some good promotion. I don't turn people away I try to foster it. Right. So you got to really, if you're going to come to me and say, let's say, um, Savage Gear and say, hey, I want to be sponsored by Savage Gear. Okay. How many years have you fished Savage Gear? How many lures have you caught fish with? Have None. you tried the rods? Have you, do you know anything about the no, reels? No, I've never used it, but I want to be sponsored by it. Exactly. But, <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's a lot of people. Right. And I need people to have a belief and a reputation built behind them before they even come to me. Yes. Or Savage or anyone. I really think that's more valuable. Um, it ta- it, or go win a classic. It's like a patron. 
Or go win a classic. <laughs> <laughs> you better win on that lure, man. Yeah, just, just <laughs> that's, that's a good it's point. Just, it's the reality. That is I mean, very true. Uh, that says a lot, though, about someone when they but, do win the product. Win with the product. So. Yeah. So you know, I mean, when social media first came around, people were throwing things at so-called influencers. And they, but they, it was they like an investment. A, and they made a lot of money off of them. It, absolutely, because it's an investment. Everyone and their mom thinks they're an influencer now. That's because of the next generation, in my opinion. Yes. Just saying. I'm not trying to shoot people. Like, I'm not trying there's to nothing, shoot people down. There's, I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with being an influencer. No, there's nothing. nothing. No. But don't go out thinking you're going to earn a living off of it in today's times right away. You have to earn it. You got to put time in. You have to put the time in. You have to really learn about your community. You can't just be an introvert and expect to be uh, showing the extrovert life. Right. You have to live it. You know, you have to go out there and meet people. You have to be attached to a community and show support. You have to buy baits, man. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, like, yeah. the bare minimum. Yeah, you're a good fisherman, but, like, do a... Who... There's a lot. A lot of really good fishermen. I don't really need a good fisherman. I need a, a supporter. I need someone right. that believe a believer. Yep. So, um, and really, like for me to be a rep, I do that a lot of that. So to impress me or to be part of what we do, you've got to really bring your A game, and you've got to meet me, and you've got to have a reputation. And if not, you've have to have lived the the. You've had to have an extension of the, the the branding, right? Right. You've had to have used it before me. You've had to have a. Um, you've had to take a chance. Yep. So, which I appreciate, you know. Exactly. So, but anyways, that's that's my tangent. <laughs> Is it terrible to close on something like that? Uh, I think it's good advice. It's yeah. good advice. Yeah, I think it's real good advice. I think there's a lot of people that could use a. Um, reality check. I was just going to say that. <laughs> but I don't think it's something bad, right? I just no, think it's like it, a, you it, have to bring the, you have to elevate yourself now. Yes. And that goes in all of life too. All, you, every part of it. Yeah. The, the bar has been set very high, by the way. Like there's a lot of people that do a really good job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Savage doesn't, like Savage in Tactical Bassin, they've done a very, they, they believe in it, which is a difference. They're not a promoter. Um, they just use the product and it's very, they love it, you know? That's that's kind of where I'm looking. Like I need that bar, so I need someone to really use it and believe in it and show it. So there is an opportunity with a lot of these companies. I think you should try to start with me if you're interested. But um, you know, you can go direct. It's always a harder thing to go to, to corporate or to the owner. You know, you gotta re that that bar goes insanely high after yes, that. Yes, it does. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's there's their money. You yeah. know, so. Yep. And it's also, yeah, I mean, you know, anyways, it's do, do, do a good job and be a good guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's their good, that's a, good, that's good, a, good lady. That's you know? a big thing good too is, is on how you present yourself in the public eye. If you're going to be an influencer, how you present yourself. Yep. It's more important now, especially with next generation washing. Well, yeah. you know, especially when you've got people like Roman, like Roman, who presents himself very well, extremely well. He's a family man. Yes. He fishes with his kids, mm -hmm. and he likes the community. And, and he makes that a, an extension of his community. Correct. And, yeah, and he has the community to follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they believe in the same things, you know, and they have core values that they try to extend. Core values. That's what I was looking for. Yep. yep. So yep. I, I think it's, it benefits everyone and for CCA because the next generation is fostered in becoming a better representative for the sport. Yep. True. True.
Very true. That was a good note to end on. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, one more time. How do we follow you? How do we get in, ho- in contact with you? Uh, just go it and and basically I, I really could use more eyes on um, at fishing rep. It's not that I'm making sales on Instagram. It's just I want people to visually give me and re- an acknowledgement that they're watching and, and supporting what I do. There's nothing monetary coming from Instagram. Zero. Um, maybe aside from me promoting the baits, which does sell in shops. So that and to visit shops, let them know that they heard uh, about me, uh, Kevin Nakata, and just be like, hey, this guy was talking or I heard about him. He's got this product in your store. Like I heard, you know, about this product. So that really does help a lot. Um, And if you have a store that's interested or that you know of that doesn't have the product, please let them know that you're interested in having the product and and buy from them. Buy local. Get back into the groove of buying from a store that you trust with their knowledge. Mom and pop. Yep. Your dog agrees with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Dodger. Awesome. That's Dodger? Yeah, it's Dodger. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I can't thank you enough, man. Thank you so yes, much for being thank here. You. This is well, awesome. I, I hope to be back. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Cool. Guys, make sure you catch us on Facebook at the pod or the Doc Talk Podcast. Also on Instagram, uh, podcast doc doc talk make sure to reach out to us uh email us podcast doc talk at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you otherwise kevin great to see you man really really appreciate you coming out darren any last words no i think we got covered it all thanks kevin appreciate the time man absolutely awesome well guys we will see you guys next week thank you so much for being here